When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the season finale of season two of the Chungus Cast. Um, if you guys have been following me for this whole ride, we're on basically episode 22 of this entire thing. This is episode 12 of season two, and it's the 22nd episode we will have. And because of that, I decided to mix it up a little for the finale. And, you know, um, I feel like one of the one of the drawbacks that some people have had just the length of the episodes um we might shorten the episodes and add more of them in future seasons just because uh you know an hour is kind of a long time just to have one guest unless there's like a really good conversation flowing but yeah anyway this season finale i made something special for you you probably already have guessed based on the cover of the uh finale this is an anthology finale that means we're going to have one, two, three, four parts to this finale with guests such as Garrett, Abby and Paul, James, and Andrew. Um, pay attention to the Batman tra- transition noise. That will give your ears a verbal cue that we are changing guests. Other than that, I don't really have much else to say except for you guys to enjoy the finale and let me know what you think. Um... And, you know, we're coming up on uh, a bunch of stuff in my life that will prevent me from being as actively involved in this podcast. That's why I thought this was a good time for the finale. Um, but hopefully this summer, probably early August, we will get season three rolling. Uh, and that will be around the time of the one year anniversary of me starting this whole thing, which is really exciting. So without further ado, here is the season finale of episode two. Please enjoy. Goodbye.
All right, everybody, we are here with the season finale of the Chungus cast for season two. Um, so I'm doing it a little bit different this time. I have uh, four or five guests on this episode. I haven't recorded it yet, so I'm not really sure how many guests we have at this point. But hope this is the first guest, and his name is? Uh, Garrett. Yeah. That's my name. <laughs> if, so... It's a real honor to be the first person. <laughs> You might remember uh, Garrett from season one, and he was also in, on season two uh, with James a while back. Um, but yeah, we, I was know. on with Ford too, right? Yeah, that was season so one. I've been on. You were on with, I've been on three times. Yeah, this is yeah. You're a frequent flyer, as they say. Am I like the mo- person who's been on here the most? Uh, you or probably um, the guy who's going to come up uh, in this episode also. Andrew. Oh, I guess I, I just gave it away who Oh dude, come on. You <laughs> ruin the surprise. Gonna be. But yeah, uh yeah, you you're definitely top three for sure. Um but yeah, you know. Thought maybe we can mix it up a little bit and just go for some briefer briefer little windows here and see if that's more palatable. But uh so yeah, I'll just jump right in because uh okay, non fudgeable tokens. Do you know what they are? <laughs> I, I have a vague, I okay. have a vague right. idea. All right, are you aware of this new phenomena of NBA Top Shot? Do you know, what I, that is? I, I've like I've stumbled across that on Twitter, and I those, both NFTs and uh, like stuff like that. That's just stuff that I like. I read it. I it's very clear that I don't. It it doesn't click for me. So mm-hmm. I put no effort into understanding yeah. it because I know that it's it's kind of worthless to understand. I mean, it's it's just like it's the same thing with like any sort of uh, crypto item, you know, like a like a skin in a video game or whatever. Whatever mm-hmm. there's a limited supply of, I guess it's cool. Yeah, so the NBA NBA Top Shots does so does somebody like own like? a player's like stats from the game or something basically what it is is it's like trading basketball cards right but instead Uh of trading cards what they do this is the if it was just cards like it was just like a picture i think it would be way more like realistic but the the way Mm -hmm. they do this makes it just so stupid what they do is they take different things that the like different highlights and then they they like categorize them and they put them into like a so for example um i might have one of 400,000 of this one single clip which is like a thomas sataransky assist <laughs> it's like a 3 to 8 second clip of him just throwing the ball to somebody who scores i guess um and there's a limited number of those in the in the world but the thing is, they can always like just make as many as they. You know what I mean? It's not like yeah, baseball wait, where what like there's like a first printing, or like like cards. There's like a printing, and like they're never gonna print them like that again. Like these are like just clips that exist that you can go watch. You know yeah, what I mean? So like you could just copy it, right? Like yeah, couldn't you just like download it on your computer, copy it mm-hmm. a millions. Of I times? assume I assume they dress it up somewhat with like the frame and like like the numbers and how they present it but yeah like the fact that it's just so video driven it just makes it less valuable to me because it's like 
it's not like a bit like a basketball card where like the cool the cooler part of that is it's like a physical thing with like holographics on it and it's you know you you don't like just see that when you are flipping through like sports center it's like yeah and you can't like copying like a like a yeah you can't copy or whatever it. yeah so like there's infinite copies of these right. things already that's why i don't understand nfts either right. is because like you can own like gifts or whatever or a a, a picture mm-hmm. or whatever but like that what is it that really means what you're basically doing that? is yeah you're basically it's basically just to me it, it's more like a it's it's more like a currency than it is an actual pr- sentimental product and also here's another co- little caveat so these things are going for like super high amounts of money um mm-hmm. but <laughs> you can't actually sell them so the like the market is totally restricted by the NBA you can only i think like so you can sell them right and you'll get the money in your account but you can only cash that money out something like $1000 every month or something. So if you Oh wait, sell... so so is that this is an official NBA thing? Yeah. Like it's oh, Yeah, the NBA, it it's just... another stream of revenue for the NBA, which is probably why they did it is cuz they're just going to like cut up all these clips and they haven't even gotten to the good clips yet. Like they haven't even there's no like LeBron stuff. You know, it's so all like, like no name like players. Random. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, like, like uh, Obi Toppin, Anthony Bennett. Yeah, <laughs> Obi Toppin dunk or, or uh, <laughs> uh, Carmelo Anthony three pointer. <laughs> Something. So, so it's just this. It sounds stupid. It's, I, yeah, I, it sounds ridiculous. That's my opinion on both. Uh, pretty much, I don't know. It seems like a fad. That's kind of. It's just like the whole like I'm talking about set, NFTs as a whole. Yeah, just like the whole display it, dilemma to me. Like I I get it. We're getting more digital day by day, but if you can't like hold it in your hand, and like there's no way you're gonna like remember your NBA Top Shot login in like 40 years, but you will mm-hmm. be able to like go into your basement and pull out your shoebox of all your cool baseball cards. And it also years. doesn't matter because you don't even need to uh, like buy the fucking yeah you can um, just go watch it on youtube yeah and you can cut it up you can like yeah you can make your own uh, yeah you can you could literally you could literally forge them sort of but like the whole thing very very easily and also (laughs) like anybody that i don't know i think i just think it's silly yeah definitely so i guess we should talk about the uh giant a carrier ship that got stuck in the Suez Canal. I don't know. <laughs> oh, okay. Heard about this yet? I mean, I've heard about it. Yeah. I, I don't know what I exactly. Yeah, there's not really much to, me to say about it. I don't really know why I brought it up. Yeah, I don't know why. What What am I supposed to? Yeah, that's wow, gift. That's that's really interesting. <laughs> okay. What? That's what, so interesting. That like, I'm pretty sure that like blocked thirteen percent of the world's GDP. Um. Like overnight, what 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 single thing would you do if you're trying to cripple the world economy, besides blocking the Suez Canal? I, I mean, you unleash can, a oh. global pandemic. <laughs> <laughs> that would be number one. Um, you can do anything. Like you can you can like turn. I mean, if I could do anything, I'd just drop a bunch of nukes. <laughs> <laughs> but like, it has to be like one thing. Like you you can so like you can turn. 
like all metal into another like element i guess i don't know uh well i mean i could just <laughs> this is such a stupid <laughs> uh, i don't even know because i mean there's like an infinite amount of things that you could do to yeah. just cause the i mean get rid of the magnetic field that surrounds the <laughs> okay, earth that, that's, <laughs> that's a good one just just make the sun die yeah, no, make it go supernova. That would cripple <laughs> the economy, I think. No, then we would have a whole new economy about like like light sources and like living underground. <laughs> yeah, the, the 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 star would consume us. It would not <laughs> we would be dead. That's what you think until uh, you know, world inventor Elon Musk comes out with the first ever suit that can survive a supernova star. Yeah, well, so then you're just gonna be stuck, like you're just gonna be stuck inside of of the of the of a giant new like uh, I I don't remember what uh what what this red giant I think, but you just be stuck inside of a giant sun. Like, congrats, you you survived. (laughs) You're just sitting on a rock. There's no other life. You're just like. Elon Musk is there, and he's 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 like, hey, thanks for buying my suit. And all that money he he won or he earned making it is useless now. Well, maybe I mean, I don't know. Maybe he, you'd just drift off, and maybe eventually you'd find some place. Mm. Who knows? Well, do you think alien life will be found in our lifetimes? Like, like I used sen- to think, sentient. like no way. But, but like, now you're like maybe. Yeah. Just because, like, all the stuff about UFOs, and it seems like even, like, high-level government people don't know what's going on. Yeah, you mean that so, they don't? They're just like, yeah, no, you, this is another thing. If if there was alien stuff in, like, the, the whatever they call the book they give the president. The book of secrets or whatever, that the thing in a, that Trump was a national told, treasure. Yeah, Trump oh, no, no, told no, no, everybody no. by now. Well, that's the thing, no. <laughs> See, you're thinking that, like, the president actually... Like Does, would know there's a, something there's somebody like that. Who no, has there, it, would, they, it wouldn't. If there's like, I'm sure there's secrets like that are big enough that even presidents don't know about. Just yeah, and and it's so because like it just or doesn't like make a, sense for a, like every yeah. four years to like yeah. tell them this it's crazy a, thing. They're on a need to know basis. Like if, if yeah, and like like intelligence agencies them. or 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 other governmental agencies would know and because they're they have like there you have people there that'll work there for their entire lives so that's mm-hmm. who you want to and they're going to be there regardless of the administration or yeah dude, you know. they probably have career people there who like don't even have a personal life like their whole oh, existence sure. is just to be like the keepers of the secrets <laughs> like their 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 job is their life and their life is their job and they'll take that shit to the grave man yeah, no, I, I mean, if Trump was aware of aliens, though, he would have told everybody. Did like, see, he would have just tweeted it out. Do, do, speaking of Trump, did you see the video of him uh, giving a speech at a wedding at Mar-a-Lago recently? 
No, I, I have, I like, anything that, like, if I ever see Trump on my Twitter page, <laughs> I just, like, I'm not, like, I'm not interested anymore. I don't care. There was, like, a, it's... it was basically, like, a two-minute speech he was giving, and you're like, this is some political stuff. And at the very end, he goes, and we got a beautiful couple here. Uh, you, you guys look lovely. <laughs> so, it was like so a was wedding he... speech. He just, like. So, wait, was he, like, you know, we, we it was a very unfair election. Yeah, 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 all that stuff. <laughs> Also, you guys look great. You're going to be happy together. Yeah, exactly. You'll be very happy together. I I remember my first four of these. (laughs) He's probably going to have a fifth one. I bet Melania is going to divorce him soon. Well, who's next, though? Why would he even marry at that point? Just, like, you know, keep the wealth to yourself. No, because then at that point, like, no girl's gonna want to sleep with you if you if you won't marry her. Like he's gonna want to get like a like a young model. I feel like he's not even Melania. into sex at this point. I doubt that. Uh, Dude, yeah, he, right. he hooked up with uh, Stormy Daniels like <laughs> while he was campaigning. <laughs> he, I think he likes sex. Song and I, dance just to do that. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, no, he he likes sex, and I can guarantee you, he would. I mean, like. He would just have to make a deal with like whoever he'd married. He'd be like, "Look, I'll give you the high life <laughs> until I die." <laughs> like, wouldn't would an alien be really good at blending in, or would they be really bad at blending in? Well, like the theory, I guess, or the theories are like that they 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 don't really know they're aliens, but they're not human. <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> wait, they don't know they're aliens? Yeah, yeah, they were just brought up like us, but like, there's no way. They just can't conform because they're so different, I guess. I don't know. Man, I don't, I mean, <laughs> I don't know, man. This is, this is too difficult. I'm trying to even think. I mean, any like crazy person in Hollywood, like uh, <laughs> Corey Felder. <laughs> uh, actually, I don't know. Is he crazy? I just, oh, Michael he, Jackson. Like, Everybody says Michael, Michael Jackson. Jackson. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. I mean, he, he it's because of his transformation was kind of severe, I guess. Yeah, well, actually, that's probably that was probably the result. Like his like human drugs wore off, <laughs> <laughs> and he, he became white. And yeah. so they had to come up with this excuse that he had some like skin pigmentation disease. I don't know. Wait, why did his skin turn white? Yeah, some sort know? Of, some sort of condition. I don't. I don't really know. Uh, okay. That's pretty messed up of him. What to when be you an think alien? About it. No, or to be black and then become white. I don't oh. know. Seems kind of <laughs> appropriate. Seems pretty messed up. What if? What if? Uh, like there was a disease where you were white and you could become black. That would be weird. Yeah, <laughs> would like there be tons of like? Uh, do you think there'd be a lot of like, uh, like white people trying to be black? I feel like people like trying, are trying to get, to give themselves... trying to get the disease or whatever. Yeah, like a, there's a no, lot, there'd I be mean, a lot I, of people I that like. I subscribe to the. Uh, is it Kevin Hart? No, what's his name? Chris Rock narrative or ideal, I guess that even the poorest of poor white men would never switch bodies with a black man. No, no, no. Well, the poor, poor white people wouldn't, but you would see. <laughs> like rich upper class okay. like oh, white okay. guys who like love like to be like chief keef or whatever <laughs> just to fit in <laughs> with the culture yeah just to be like because they think it's like cool or hip <laughs> like yeah um, i mean maybe 
I'm trying like, to think. I of mean, like, you see, like people and there's okay, people you're right, in, because what's her name basically did that. Uh, Rachel Dolezal, uh, bad baby. <laughs> yeah, she would. <laughs> but there's also there's been a bunch of like uh, professors at universities and like sort oh. of like ethnic studies programs that have like come out as being black I or as see... being white, but like pretending to be black. I did see. Oh, really? That's good. I did see one professor who's like a professor of like some like foreign language thing. He has like his whole face is completely covered in tribal tattoos, but he's white. But since they're all tattoos, like he looks like either a black person or like a, like just a monster. Like it's just <laughs> like his whole face. It's kind of like, messed up that those are the two things that you just chose I mean, a black person like or a monster. One like, of those two. I, I should rephrase. He looks like a black person who got covered in a bunch of red and green tattoos all over his face uh, so that no, there's no like visible like authentic skin still showing and he's just like smiling in his like little uh headshot which is cute and he's a professor yeah i don't think i'd want him to be the teacher (laughs) of my class me neither me neither (laughs) i'd be very scared that he would murder me but he sounds like a great guy though (laughs) Yeah, he's probably uh, interesting at cocktail parties and whatnot. Definitely a conversation starter. <laughs> Dude, what the fuck is up with your face? <laughs> uh, that's yeah, that's yeah. asking to get, like, beat up. Probably has to answer that question every day of his life, too. Actually, no, people are probably so afraid of... of no, yeah, looks. no one would ever, like, say that to <laughs> him. Not gonna like, I can that. guarantee you no one would be have the balls to say that to him. Yeah. All right. Well, this has been uh, part one of our finale series. Stay tuned. Yeah, it all goes downhill from here. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. And we are here with uh, part two of our uh, mini anthology season finale here. Uh, We have uh, a... Another guest that has frequented the Chungus cast very often. Why don't you uh, say hello there? Hey guys, it's Andrew. You may remember me from such episodes as CO or COVID, Chungus Flight 182, Duel on Mustafar, and that one oh, we did go. when uh, <laughs> when the, those those morons stormed the Capitol. Oh, nice. Yeah. Uh, um. Are you the one? Was that the election night? We also did election night. Oh, and election night live. <laughs> How can I forget that one? Um, I was just thinking about that one earlier. So, Andrew, like... I I was thinking like this might turn into like a very long episode because your part alone. I just have thought of so many more things that we have to cover that the other guests don't have to cover. Starting it all off, uh, you sure. have had some crazy life events recently. Why don't you start with the uh, the positives first? Where are you now? You're streaming from? I Yeah, cool so I'm place. streaming from my new apartment in Washington, D.C. Um, I literally just moved in today, um, and I'm never moving again. Um, yeah, I'm sure that'll happen. You know, I, <laughs> it would be nice because... But and movers really have it out for them, and the fact that it's such like a a stressful scenario with a bunch of heavy objects and you know um, 
just and moving one thing in, that into my... a city is is very difficult into an apartment in the city i especially dc where there's like no street parking at all and everybody's like driving all the time i imagine it'd be pretty hectic it actually wasn't too bad. So what I did was, um, well, this was kind of annoying. You have to get like a permit from the city to like reserve a specific parking spot, like out in front of a building you're moving into. Uh, but I went ahead and did that. And that way, like I just pulled up my U-Haul, like right in front of the building. And I was able to carry stuff in um, through this building's garage. And then they had like an elevator they use for move-in. So that was pretty convenient. And they have a couple shopping carts uh, that were just kind of lying around in like this are utility these like, hallway in the uh, building. Are, they, are these like uh, Harris Teeter shopping carts? Are they like? They're like I don't know decommissioned Target oh, shopping really? carts. Okay. Yeah, I was thinking um, like a dolly, but no. No, like legitimate. Like you're going to the grocery store. Um, you know, you grab your shopping cart, um, which actually made things a lot easier to just put. If you have like, you know, four or five small boxes, you can kind of load them up um, and then and then take them up. The only thing that was really a pain in the ass, and I think that myself and my brother came to a new conclusion today, is that there just need to people need to make doorways wider. It's <laughs> um, either they need to make doorways wider or they need to make furniture more narrow. It was just a major pain to get in here. Like oh, we I bet. We actually like I, I it's day one and I don't think I'm getting my security deposit back because there's this huge gash on the wall outside my apartment by the elevator, <laughs> like from the leg of us trying to like pivot and contort this this couch so it would go inside this space. And like now as I'm sitting on it, it's okay right now, but like I had to like unscrew one of the legs so that I could just be able to fit it in in the apartment and through this, you know, this small door frame that's probably only about, you know, four feet wide at most. Um, so that was fun. Um, but besides that, um, move in here was thankfully pretty seamless. But I... Uh, yeah, I not super seamless my... because something did no. happen. No, I I assaulted a postal worker. <laughs> well, okay, you, you can't say it that way. That sounds even worse. That's not true. Um so what happened was I I don't know if anybody's ever driven a U-Haul before, um, or any large truck or pickup truck would work for this description. But they have these mirrors that stick out really far to the side. Super and they kind of need to. Um, especially since there's really no rear view mirror in these vehicles because there's just a wall of white that's, you know, the body and the bed of the truck. Um, and so I was going down Connecticut Avenue and myself and my brother were feeling good. We just had lunch. We had just gotten done with everything. I was going to go get a, a dining table, um, you know, from this guy on Facebook Marketplace. And we're just going down Connecticut and I just hear a thunk and I'm like, Oh fuck. Like, what did I hit? Um, and the mirror was like, you know, slammed back in, um, towards the, towards the vehicle. And I just kind of paused. I don't remember if I like to stop there for a second. Um, but I was like telling my brother, I'm like, I can't 
I can't do a hidden run. Like I have to do something. So I was like on Connecticut Avenue, like looking for um, a place to just, you know, pull over. But as I was looking for a place to pull over, this this postal van just flies down, pulls in front of me, and then stops. And I I just think to myself, "Yep, this was the uh, <laughs> this is the person I hit. I didn't see them, but it was them." So then I get out and I talk to the lady, and she's like, "Yeah, I'm gonna you know I'm calling my supervisor. He'll be here soon." And I look, and the only damage to this van was I knocked off this plastic piece of her left mirror i was on the right she was on the left and now like this tiny piece of her mirror was off but now i have to go and like (laughs) exchange insurance info and all that fun stuff but while this is happening i'm on this really pretty bridge um on connecticut avenue that listeners can probably look up um but it's about at the intersection of connecticut and uh in Calvert or Connecticut and Calorama, it goes over Rock Creek and it's really this great bridge. Um, but <laughs> while I'm on that bridge, going in the other direction, it's a two-way street. Um, I think what happened, I barely saw it, I, I heard the accident, was a car, I think, was trying to move into the left lane and there was a delivery truck there. Um, <laughs> And so the, the delivery truck slammed into the car and, and basically, uh, and they're at the other end of the bridge while I'm sitting like parked with the, the postal van at, you know, the end further South. <laughs> and so what ends up happening is, you know, the police come to that accident cause it's a lot worse than the one that I just got in. You know, it's, I, I don't even know if you can call it a fender bender cause it's not, um, so they go and they, <laughs> and they sh- end up shutting off traffic to the bridge, which was good for me. So I could just kind of move around the truck without worrying about, you know, truck, tra- trucks passing by. <laughs> but like, it was just hilarious that there's all these police flying by because of another accident. And I'm just like sitting there, like, you know, twiddling my thumbs, like, is one going to come talk to us? But they never did. Eventually yeah. her supervisor shows up. Um, we exchange insurance info, um, and then, um, you know, we just both go our Damn. separate ways. But they may, the mail truck had to like s- basically stop for like thirty minutes in the middle of their day to get insurance in. Yeah, from you. and I wonder if like that definitely threw her off it, schedule too. That's probably why I got yeah. my package so late today. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I wonder if like because then she had to go back and like she. I'm pretty sure she had to go back to like a a USPS headquarters not a, or like a you know an office like in another van yeah. because the light was damaged on the on the left mirror so i hope you know she i hope she made it, it home better right. not file so a claim she, for that dude the deductible is probably higher than the damage honestly um but thankfully i had like the you know how you can like buy insurance oh you had the u-haul insurance yeah Oh, so, nice. Like, so I it's just like kinda... not on your, it's not a, is your, like your normal insurance won't hear about it, right? Unless they listen to this podcast. Maybe they tell you. I, I don't know. I'm not quite you. sure how it's all going to work out at time of listening, <laughs> at time of recording. But um, yeah, it, it was funny. Like I hope, you know, but the crazy thing about the other accident 
is like I just went down to Chipotle like maybe an hour before we were recording this, and and there was still like a police car there oh like with the accident, so they still haven't like cleaned Dude, it off. Somebody probably like died or something. What? Why? I hope not. You know, f- f- prayers up to everybody in that accident. Make sure that hope they're not injured. But like, it was just insane. And then I was like. <laughs> just you know listening to wtop or you know any radio station really does of course you traffic to reports WTOP. and then they keep talking about <laughs> and they keep talking about you know just the the connecticut avenue accident <laughs> so oh it gosh. was like a major traffic incident th- this afternoon so that's crazy so that was my day um and then i just got back and you know started unpacking stuff and probably have a long couple days more of that but I mean, I'm besides that little slip up. I'm pretty excited about uh, about the place. Perfect, because you know I actually have been doing some oh, catching up. Let's go. Um, you know, it, some homework, um, if you will, for this mm-hmm. for this podcast. Let's so go. So I recently read. Um, oh yeah, and also feel book. feel free to like totally vomit everything you got, man. Because okay. I promise well, you I'm that actually... the average listener has not heard any of this. Hopefully. Okay, so I'm going to actually be kind of concise. There's a, a lot of... Okay, so for context, I recently read this book called Behold a Pale Horse by this guy named William Cooper, um, who was a pretty famous conspiracy theorist. He's essentially, from the looks of this book, he's like the Alex Jones of the 90s. Um, he claims a lot of crazy things in this book among them um there's a conspiracy at the top levels of places like the vatican and the freemasons and the bilderberg group and all these places uh to instill a one world government but that's not really what i want to talk about um wait hold up but he cl- build a bear group what build bilderberg oh okay not build a bear Although... not build a bear <laughs> i i don't think build a bear is like important enough <laughs> In the geopolitical realm. That would be quite the conspiracy. All right, continue. Now, Build-A-Bear is contributing to the feminization of of young men. (laughs) The pacification (laughs) of America, as it were. Exactly. I'm going to read an excerpt here. Between January 1947 and December 1952, at least 16 crashed or downed alien craft, 65 alien bodies, and one live alien were recovered. An additional alien cla- craft, excuse me, had exploded and nothing was recovered from that incident. Of these events, 13 occurred within the borders of the U.S., not including the craft that disintegrated in the air. Of the 13, one was in Arizona, 11 were in New Mexico, and one was in Nevada. An alien craft was found on February 13, 1948 on a mesa near Aztec, New Mexico, Another craft was located on March 25th, 1948 in White Sands Proving Ground. It was 100 feet in diameter. A total of 17 alien bodies were recovered from those two crafts. Of even greater significance was the discovery of a large number of human cadavers stored within both of these vehicles. A demon had reared its head and paranoia quickly took hold of everybody in the know. The secret lid immediately became a top secret lid and was screwed on tight. 
the I guess the real theme of this chapter that stuck out to me is people that are quote unquote in the know that try and reveal these secrets, uh, but then they experience harsh consequences for doing so. For example, uh, Truman's Secretary of De- of Defense, James Forstall, believed the public should be told. He says he was one of the first known abductees. Uh, when he began to talk to leaders of the opposition party and leaders of Congress about the alien problem, he was asked to resign by Truman. He expressed his fears to many people. He believed he was being watched. He was said to have suffered a mental breakdown, ordered to the mental ward of Bethesda Naval Hospital. Um, his family and friends were denied permission to visit. Sometime in the yeah. early morning of May. 22nd, 1949, the agents of the Central Intelligence Agency tied a sheet around James Forrestal's neck, fastened the other end to a fixture in his hospital room, then threw him out the window. But the sheet tore and he plummeted to his death. His secret diaries were confiscated by the CIA and kept in the White House for many years. Due to public demand, the diaries were eventually rewritten and published in a sanitized version. Um, the real diary information, and I need to read this book um, to see what he's talking about, but he says that it was furnished by the CIA in novel form to an agent who published the material as fiction. Um, okay, the so name of the it agent, might be out there, but as like... In a... this book called Majestic, okay. uh, by, I, by I, I suppose the name of the author is Whitley Strieber, um, but that's, that's reading for another time, recommended reading for Chungus Cast listeners. Um, they're saying that they found a live alien in the Roswell crash named EBE, uh, short for extraterrestrial biological entity. So that wasn't its name. That's just what we called it. <laughs> I guess that's just what we call it. Well, they don't really give, I, I guess they didn't give us its name. Uh, but he was saying that like he processed food into energy the same way as plants do and his system was so like chlorophyll based. <laughs> That's cool, I guess. Um, and then, but he fell ill, um, and then he passed away a few years after Roswell. And what I found to be uh, maybe the most interesting event, um, he was saying that a group of humanoid aliens landed at Homestead Air Force Base in Florida and actually uh, successfully communicated with the government. Um, and the group apparently warned against the race, warned us against the race orbiting around the equator and offered to help us with spiritual development. They demanded that we dismantle and destroy our nuclear weapons as the major condition, which we did not do, obviously. (laughs) (laughs) They refused to exchange technology. There's a second group orbiting around the equator. You know, I don't remember that sentence the first time I read this, but now that I'm reading back over that, I, I guess he's alluding that there's multiple races. So this is, a um, di- they're like saying, oh, like the greys are going to fuck you up, like help us. Well, I mean, Basically. this is just my own speculation here, but or do you if think there it's are one race that has multiple like factions, like like social races like we do, like black people and white people and all that stuff. <laughs> um, you know, I'm not sure. I, I think it's likely that it could be both. I mean, aliens could have their own cast, and um, can given just how ginormous the universe is, 
I, I think it's more than likely that more would, than one. It would just be weird that there would be two alien, alien races like both, like like making pseudo contact with us at the same time. That seems kind of far fetched. Yeah, you know what I mean. You would think at least one of them would like fully break cover, but no. So it's like a cold war for aliens. Yeah, exactly. Like, like they're like propping up the Soviets. The other ones are propping up the Americans. We're like it could be just this like one their, whole proxy war. Yeah, we're like they're uh, they're like uh, version of Vietnam. Like we're Earth. the Contras. <laughs> <laughs> the other like, ones are the Sardinistas. <laughs> yeah, I fought in Earth, man. <laughs> I came home and none of you damn. Aliens, you like, all spit on me. <laughs> <laughs> called me human murderer and and all this stuff. Yeah, so what? I yeah, organ know, harvester. I, commi- I committed a couple genocides while I was there. So what? Who wouldn't? It's the condition, man. Breaks you. You don't know what it's like around those humans, man. They're animals. <laughs> they live in squalor. There is some other weird part in here where the aliens, I think it was at the same meeting where the aliens like held up a hologram and they claimed it was like the actual recording of the crucifixion of Christ. Um, Wait, what? Yeah. <laughs> like they were was? there just, I don't know. So that's what I've been. Let, let's ri- let's that's assume really, all I think, of this is question. true. Do you think they let's were assume lying? This is all true. I think it's possible. <laughs> Or do you think- I think there's two directions to it. I think there's, it, they could have been there. I think that's one one chance. Um, the other is they could have faked religion and they were, you know, they were using it to, you know. So you think uh, they they made Christ basically, or they they made the Christian religion? They made the idea of Christ. They made the Christian religion. Um, okay, that's definitely possible. But also, I feel like if they knew anything about christianity they would that would be a really good way to fuck with us is to like fake a hologram of of the crucifixion yeah and like they've already shown us all this crazy shit so there's no reason i i guess for like this Dude, priest to like not believe just it. imagine mel gibson is with the aliens and and everybody freaks out when they see the crucifixion of christ and uh then uh, michael j fox comes in and says y'all ain't ready for that yet but but you will be <laughs> yeah, just give it about 20 years your your kids are gonna be into you may not be into that but your kids are gonna love it <laughs> yeah um um or three and i think this is probably the most likely as i've kind of considered world religions i think if aliens exist i think that what we consider or spiritualists consider demons and aliens are probably one in the same like some higher dimensional entity okay. that has powers that are sort of oh, beyond well, yeah, our yeah. I think I think there's like the okay, the conspiracy that all like religious figures are just extraterrestrials is like fascinating and super believable too, because mm-hmm. it would explain everything pretty much. You know. Just based on the the Yeah, the, I mean like, like these people a, with their technology. You meet a they living be gods. God. You meet a living God, like what is the only way to explain that scientifically without saying it, it wasn't real? Well, it was real, but they weren't from this earth, you know, or they were, they were, mm-hmm. or they were from this earth, but they had technology that wasn't from this earth. So who knows? But yeah, 
Do you think? But then imagine, you know, them showing up with their year four thousand technology in ancient Israel. <laughs> All the Hebrews' minds would have been blown. Like, and they yeah. would have. I mean, I it don't know. If they would have, yeah, you know, yeah, just seen yeah, that yeah, as miracles. Ancient aliens always does this thing where they're like, "Look at all the like pictures." Like, don't you think it would be a little more prevalent if they were there? It wouldn't like just be on like a couple of the hieroglyphs, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, I think it would be way more obvious. Is my point? Like, so much yeah. that scientists are like, "Okay, this doesn't make any fucking sense. Why do they keep drawing this dude with the glowing hands? Like, why?" Mm-hmm. Uh, we were just talking about a bunch of stuff. First of all, uranium. Go. What happened? Oh, um, the other day there was a bunch of uran- uh, trucks full of uranium that spilled on I-95 somewhere around North Carolina. There's like a, it's not like, it's not like bad, bad, right? It's just like uranium, but it's frustrating because like that's your best chance to get any, um, like I guess for free, like literally off the back of a truck. How expensive is uranium? You can't buy it, Kipper. Nuclear. (laughs) You just can't, like, buy enriched uranium. That's, like, really hard to do. I think. Can you enrich it yourself? That's the whole thing. How do do, do I make a buck off this? This is my question. I found a truck that is capsized. There's a bunch of green. Here's how you make a buck off of it. You find... Any of the many nuclear bombs that have just fallen into the world. They have just crashed off of planes, dropped into a swamp. You find one of those, you are set. What are you? Who do I sell it to? What is any? You can talk to anyone. You have. Can I sell it to the Iranians? Put some feelers out on like eBay or Craigslist. (laughs) Kind of see. Just test the waters. See what anyone is willing to see. What what kind of cops might be looking out for that shit? (laughs) You know. Use your neighbor's house if they get raided. Like I would try and sell it to a different country, and then when I get caught, I would say, "No, I was just using it to, you know, prove that they had a uranium program." See, you're welcome. Where's my medal? You would, you would sell it as a false flag. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, that could work. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but yeah, it's probably all cleaned up by now, so... How do you even clean that up? Isn't it like a like a fallout zone now? I guess it's no, not it's, like... it's just kind of like a rock most of the time, and then, like, you can, like, make it a super deadly rock. Um, nice. But it's not, like, a super... If you find it in nature, it's not, like, as deadly. Mm-hmm. You gotta, you gotta make it deadly. <laughs> okay. You know, like all the other rocks. So what is going on with Little Nas X? I know that he was doing some devil shit. I saw yeah. the shoes he he sold, which weren't actually Nike shoes, even though Nike got in trouble for it. They were like a a, a snoot a shoe like re- designer boutique that like took them and remade them, and now Nike is suing that boutique. But yeah, what's going on? This guy seems like he's a narcissist, and he like tasted fame, and, and now he's gone off the deep end. Okay, I would just like to say, total. You are speaking with total one eighty view of Nas X. I think he's yeah. a genius. Like, actually, oh, yeah. damn. Yeah. Okay, no, here we yeah. go. I can, I can break down why. Yeah, and I would. I, I am. I am in total agreement with this, right? And and I would love to have this discussion. All right. So the first thing you got to know about Little Nas X is how he came up. Yeah. Which is that dude ran a Nicki Minaj Twitter fan account. 
like posting like memes like shit like that and got like a pretty big following on that twitter account and then when he wanted to debut as an artist he just switched it he just literally like everyone one day out of the blue yeah boom it's the little nas x twitter now like fuck the Nicki minaj shit all that shit was purged like so all those followers that community he had built and interact with bam they're all following little nas x yeah so he immediately just like builds a following up like using like memes which is brilliant right um, and they already like him, right? They yeah. like his content. They like, they they're like the already sold on it. Curating. They've been there. Yeah. Um, but they're just there for something different. Old Town Road, I can't comment too much on. I think it's like, you know, it's a decent, I guess, it's a good, it's an okay song. It's a banger. It's like a, it's like a good, like, mindless banger. And I don't know, it's, it's, it's fun. Um, but I think that he really understands outrage culture and, like, controversy very well. And the and he knows kind of exactly what buttons to push in some ways with the art that he does to get everybody talking about him, whether it's good publicity, bad publicity. Like he has a very he, and he's done it like multiple times. Like and okay, yeah. So what are some examples besides what's going on right now of him doing that? I think he played the country music crowd like a fiddle um, in doing something that was like quote unquote yeah, not that's country. True. And like it was like a country hip hop fusion. It got everyone. T- he got like kicked out of like the the CMTs or something like that. Like mm-hmm. he was like in some. He was on some country music chart, and like they dropped him from it because it's like, oh, this isn't really country. And then that got a whole. Big... And then, but then he came so, back, right? Yep. He came back with like Billy Ray Cyrus yep. and somebody else, and like right? people from and the he, industry. So it's he like he knows how to like participate in things. And I also have a lot of respect for him because he is. He just makes a lot of strides forward for men's fashion. And I think that's super fucking cool. Like, I I fuck with fashion super hard. And so I follow a lot of his outfits and the things that he wears on red carpets. And he really pushes boundaries. And I think that he is not getting a lot of coverage that he should be getting in comparison to people like Harry Styles. I think he just has a larger profile given like the time that he has been on the scene and the music he's produced over the years. And I get it. Like he's just a bigger star. Like I don't even, he def- he's I mean, a like, bigger star. Well, no, point, he could he definitely, has a larger yeah, he could kingdom. definitely still be a narcissist and like definitely still be like, no, 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 no himself, but, I'm talking but at the about, same time, yeah. like he, I, I think he makes really good art. No, I agree. But that's what I'm saying. Like, I think Harry Styles gets all this praise when really little Nas X is like, pushing a lot of boundaries in ways that I think are really cool and like frankly not getting a, enough credit like it's funny to watch I people think lose he, it I yeah. think we should <laughs> give more credit to little Nas X and like I, like right before we started recording I was showing Paul this video I saw today of these elementary school children the, I don't know how they got little Nas X to come to their elementary school, but he's like standing on their like cafeteria stage. They right? got like the risers, like the yes. old school, like elementary school risers, and he's like speaking over like the PA microphone in the gym. Like it's not a big sound stage. No, right? and there's maybe like 400 kids max, right? Like this is, and that's like a generous. There, like there are not a lot of kids in this. Cafeteria. Wait, pause. Lil Nas X is 21 years old. Yes! Okay, I changed everything I said. No, he's, no, he's a genius. Like, the dude's, like, straight Kim, up I on, want you to change your cracked. opinion on he's camera. He's fucking cracked, dude. He is, I like, thought he that's was... What I'm saying. Like, he... I thought he was, like, 25, 26. No, he's, like, okay, like... Yeah. No, he's my sister's age. Yeah. Yeah. 
Like, he is so young. He's out here doing all this stuff. And he's up here on this stage, on this elementary school stage. And he's like, the intro to the song is coming on, right? And he's like, sing with me. And these kids fucking lose it. Like, they They look like they are about to riot. They, yeah, they know every word. They they are breaking it down. They have dances they are doing. They're like it some is... Fortnite kids in yeah. the front row that are just like fucking losing doing their Orange minds Justice. with some cracked like Fortnite dance. Little Nas yeah. like he doesn't even have to and sing. He's, like he all sees of the it children. out of the corner of his eye. He know. loves it. Like yeah. he loves this shit. He loves it. It's and like, I love it's, that. It's a whole room of like eight-year-old screaming ain't nobody gonna tell me nothing it's and that's the first yeah. time in their life they it's ever felt hilarious. that different that is the first time <laughs> it's pretty funny all right so you guys see the new kong versus godzilla movie i did not actually. i did not either oh and i'm gonna be honest i have never seen a godzilla movie neither have i until like a week ago and then i watched all the ones leading up into this one so i could watch this one that's really impressive impressive. i did that with the fast and the furious (laughs) i'm about to do that with the fast and the furious but there's only like four godzilla movies for this one in in like the same universe so it was it was doable but yeah i'm i'm trying to do the fast and the furious franchise also trying to do but that's i don't know i was (laughs) in high school it was a different time you know talk about paul walker yeah i recently did the underworld series which was a uh, okay after like the third one it was horrible but yeah i don't think i ever saw those you can't win them all yeah underworld the first underworld is like you got you should watch that tonight honestly okay. that movie is a vibe did you watch clone high no i did not that movie oh my God, okay you need I was to gonna... watch that tonight and everyone listening you also need to watch that tonight go get your week free of paramount plus this is not sponsored content this is not <laughs> i wish it was right this is not, that would, yeah. that would no, be I'm, sick please right? sponsor, sponsor me. Is paramount plus <laughs> i'll chill you on any podcast no truly <laughs> and i will chill anything <laughs> but so Okay, but Watch Clone, Clone High, High. Clone High remind the art style reminded me of what's that like TV show on Cartoon Network that was the robot girl? You yeah, that tracks. yeah, that tracks. And I think it looked also, like that. Um, Powerpuff Girls. I think oh yeah, same animators. And like Total Drama Island. Yeah, definitely they have the same body types. Yes. And the same chins, those pointy chins. <laughs> the like weird ears that come out of their neck. All right, everybody, and uh, welcome to the final segment of the Chungus Cast un- anthology finale. Here we have uh, James. Why don't you say what's up? Damn, you have me uh, finishing up. <laughs> yeah, man, you're bad and clean Wouldn't- up. What an, what an honor. Happy to yeah, be here. RBIs, man. Very commend. <laughs> so, uh, this is actually really good timing because I know everybody else <laughs> is going to hate like this topic, but I don't care. I think it's going to be really funny. What are you, I want your reactions to the uh, Darnold trade news. Go. I love it. I'm okay. very, and, and, very and ecstatic about the trade. All every every aspect, of not the just trade not just the trade, awesome. but also like all the things that are happening with the Jets because it's a whole a whole regime change. 
Um, well, yeah, I mean, I think I think that's why I love the move so much because now, I mean, you had Joe Douglas, who's our new GM. He started uh, about a year and a half ago, so he he was there towards the end of the Adam Gase era. But Darnold wasn't his quarterback that he picked, and then Robert Sala obviously comes in as the head coach now, and it's it's a new era for the Jets. So, and I mean, we haven't seen enough from Sam to really warrant not. Yeah. Going yeah. with like a young quarterback, especially because no, now this year is the year to get a young quarterback. It seems like at least. So, so you think, you think this is this is the class? Because I personally am not really blown away by anybody, even even uh, Trevor. Like I don't really, I don't really think like I don't know if well, I mean, if one of those guys turns out to be a starter in five years, I'd be kind of surprised to be honest. Really, I think. Yeah. I think well, actually, all, no. Lawrence think, will definitely start just because, like, the Jaguars I, are gonna like have nobody else. But well, when I mean when I say like that, like this year might be the year to get a quarterback. I mean, you have five, like I realistically could see the top five guys being starters in the league. Like wow. maybe not high, maybe not high end starters, mm-hmm. but starters. Well, at so least. okay, so like, who's the guy from North Dakota? Trey Lance. Yeah, like. I think there's no shot that he's, guy is. Anything. I mean, he's he's a lot ri- like he's a lot riskier. He he's super play. high risk, high reward. Yeah, he's yeah. Played like but one season. I mean, I mean, if you go out to next year, though, I mean, I think the top quarterback right now is out of Cincinnati, and no one knows him. And oh, who's that? So I mean, I I actually don't know his name. I think uh, Spence was telling okay. me about that. So, so I mean, so are it's just you like, on the Zach Wilson train now? Yeah, I was. I maybe 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 I'm just buying into the hype train. Yeah. Because, but did you watch his pro day? I saw the the one throw that he made oh. that everybody peed their pants about. Yeah, it was. <laughs> and I mean, there's obviously a lot of concerns about him, but like, what what are like the concerns? From, from, well, obviously, he played at BYU, and like the oh, level yeah. of competition is gotcha. pro- like. But I mean, how can you really fault someone like he played good against all that competition? I mean, Justin Fields is a guy who played against some tough com- competition and still struggled against weaker competition when he yeah, struggled I think against Justin like Justin Fields is a walking bust personally. Yeah, I was very happy that like <laughs> a can like a guy like Zach oh Zach Wilson came above him on the ratings cuz I would have been really nervous to go in cuz I feel like I feel like it's almost like all an eye show like he runs like oh, a yeah. sub four four on yeah, at the yeah, yeah. pro day and just right. like i mean you know. he's, he just doesn't have the elite passing that you know i mean he's an athlete i just like i feel like if anything like i mean he just just doesn't seem as good of a prospect right given given his like especially because he was on such a main stage and i've watched a lot more of his games than i did like a guy like zach wilson or even Trey Lance, like I've I've never seen Trey Lance play football, right? Yeah, exactly. No. Um. So, what do you think about like the things they gave up? They gave up a second round pick this upcoming draft, or they got a second round pick this upcoming draft? And like, no, they got um, we got a a six and a seventh in like two. No, I want I want to say I. So I know we got a second, a fourth, and a sixth. Okay. I want to say the I want to say the fourth is this year, and then the second and sixth is right, next year. Yeah, right. I know that I know the second is definitely next year, right, right, but I mean right. that's like that is kind of right in between what I wanted for Darnold and what I expected. 
Like I like what I wanted was a first round pick, obviously. Right. right. And then what what I You're expected was was yeah. like especially how much of the how much of the QB market was kind of dwindling. I was I was I would have been happy with like a third or fourth, and to be able to get three picks mm-hmm. regardless of well, what this, what uh, is his um what year is he on the his fourth year? Yeah, this is his fourth year, so, so they still have okay. him this year, and then they'll have the fifth year option, which which I is like sixteen million or something crazy, which is still nothing for a quarterback, right? You know? Well, it's like, it's a lot for for uh for him though, sixteen million for him is kind of a lot. I don't know. I mean. I mean, yeah, it sure, is nothing but for a starting much, quarter. If you if he's a yeah. starter, it's nothing. But if he's like, like how, how a much backup, is Ryan Fitzpatrick? How how much did Ryan ten, Fitzpatrick? Ten million get? one year. Yeah, and so like, which I is mean, the most he's ever gotten, also, which is pretty funny. That is that's pretty wild, actually. Are you um? So I he's not ask, a starter. Like, I, he's not a starter. I mean, you're. I have a, I have a bunch of friends that are football football mm-hmm. footballer fans. <laughs> like, did you did you want him? Uh, did you not want Sam Darnold? Because I would have thought the Redskins no. would have hopped on. This. Dude, like, I think just Sam Darnold's just another like non franchise quarterback who's just gonna like fill the gap for a couple of years and then we're gonna throw away. Like, I just want a long term solution. I personally, well, yeah, but but I, I mean, Fitzpatrick's like, not there that, but yeah. he, he'll get us the wins we need next year. But I honestly really do think Heineke is has the potential to be a like a like a four or five year mate even beyond like player. Mm-hmm. Like like the only games he's played, he's done that sort of like Russell Wilson style, like mm-hmm. just scramble in the pocket and, and dive for the goal line. He just had injury problems. He's like Colt McCoy. Like every well, I mean, time. I mean, when you, I mean, when you're playing like that, like, it, and that was kinda... the best defense in the playoffs, right? Like, oh, I know. I mean, that's what, like <laughs> that's crazy. Like as long as you guys get like stable quarterback play, like the, I'd, like they I'd don't, have, have, you don't even have to do anything. I'd rather yeah. have him outperform Fitzpatrick in camp and just have us burn the ten million on Fitzpatrick to sit on the bench all year. Than, yeah, I mean, than worst the, thing the he comes off around. the bench. He comes off right. the bench and. But and gets um, you a few wins or helps out at least. But like you know, like all the local sports radio guys like think that uh, Kyle Allen is like a better version. Like, I it just makes me so mad. I I, 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 I just hate personally Kyle Allen so much. <laughs> I just personally I don't know exactly if Darnold's a better quarterback than Taylor Heineke. Wait, Tyler or Taylor? Taylor. Taylor, yeah, yeah. Um, but I just feel like he has so much more potential than yeah, the guy. Well, so I mean, he's certainly like he has a higher pedigree, right? Like he he's from an elite school. He like yeah. was touted as basically like a generational quarterback or potentially a generational quarterback. Taylor Heineke is like a career backup in the NFL, um, who is literally taking uh, online classes at ODU. Yeah. Wait, wasn't he? Was he not working at finance? Did I not see that? I'm sure he was doing – no, no, I I don't know. I'm sure he was doing other stuff. I might might have been thinking about it. But, like, it sounded like this was, like, the the first year he, like, he finally realized his NFL career is probably (laughs) over, and then he gets the call to be our reserve uh, QB. Yeah, and then he makes makes stuff that happened with with Denver um, with their QB issues. Yeah, like we got him as a COVID reserve because he knew the Rivera system because he was with him in Carolina, and he ended up jumping uh, Mont uh, Stephen Montez, who's like I think he played it. I've uh, never even heard his name. He was like the starter <laughs> at, at CU Boulder like a couple of years ago. Who was on our <laughs> practice squad? He jumped him in our practice squad. Then 
Uh, Alex Smith Did got, I... got, or Kyle Allen got hurt. Alex Smith got hurt. Um, we released what's his name, Dwayne Haskins. Then it was Heineke's turn. Right, yeah, uh, and, the, right, and yeah. The, like the I knew he was going to be good because he played one quarter and he looked infinitely better than Haskins. Oh yeah. Wait, where did he did he go to ODO? Yeah. But he was so, everybody thinks so he, he was the did, quarterback. Did he beat that, us? No, he's not that guy. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah, that uh, that guy's like some has some Italian name. He was there like he's twenty seven. Ben Danucci? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, 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 no. That's <laughs> that's JMU. He has some uh <laughs> Ben Danucci. <laughs> you seen all the memes with like Trey yeah, McSorley? That, that was trending on TikTok for a while. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> um but Dude, well, what about Baltimore? Who's gonna who's who's the backup there next year? That's a question I don't really know. Trace Trace McSorley. Really? Yeah, I mean, uh, is RG three not on the roster anymore? I I I assume he is, but like he looked way worse than Trey McSorley. <laughs> I mean, I mean, he was drafted in what twenty twelve. Yeah, so I mean, he's, he's like he, so he's, he's like post ACL injury. He does. Yeah, and he's so he's probably post he's probably over thirty at this point, and like losing his athleticism, which was his main right like yeah. uh, selling well, point yeah. as a quarterback. And I don't think okay, what do, okay, we're just jumping all over the place. But do you think that uh, uh, what's his name, Lamar Jackson can maintain his his trajectory, or is he going to pull like a Cam Newton? I don't know. I mean, they're going to end short. Because I don't, I don't see him doing. This I mean, for he's many a, more he, years. A lot of people really sleep on how good of a pass. Like he is. A he is a good a passer, passer, but he doesn't. He do, he has the same problem with RG three. He doesn't like pass first. Yeah, no, that's the whole problem with the so Ravens gets, as a whole. He gets hurt. Is like, is that they're like they're run first, and then the run is built off the pass. Right. Where like it's better to be the opposite because once once the once the run gets stuffed, then they're trying to throw like these balls and you just Lamar just isn't that kind of quarterback. So right. I don't know. I like, I just don't really, I, I think, I think it's, we're getting to the point where it might be kind of like a big question on if he'll even get a contract extension. Oh, really? he's, he's well, well, I mean, I mean he's dude, like, I think he's the last of those quarterbacks to not, and he hasn't gotten one yet. There's been no talks and well, he has Dak, one more Dak year. Got one and he like, <laughs> like, okay. What, Dallas, I guess, did the right thing. But if I was Dallas, I would have yeah. never signed Dak, dude. You didn't give him the contract I, when he was healthy, and now you're going to pay him when there's all this I thought, question? Uh, yeah. I thought – I actually thought the Cowboys might have been a suitor for Darnold before they signed uh, Dak, Dak to that contract. To be honest with you, I'd rather have the Red Rocket than Darnold. AD? No, uh, what's his name? Yeah, his name's AD. Who's AD? Andy, Andy Dalton. Dalton. <laughs> no, so you haven't you haven't seen about this no. that um so he so he signed a deal with the Bears and they've been try, they've like in all the post the Bears posts about him they were referring to him as AD <laughs> and people think it's like a way just to try to get him way get more hype. Than yeah. It's like guys, we brought AD to Chicago. Yeah, Anthony Davis. No, Andy Dalton. <laughs> I actually just I just saw a report that um. That like the Bears are real, like the coaching staff is really amped up. Like, that, that was their top free agent guy that oh, they nice. wanted. I mean, I think he's an upgrade <laughs> from Mitch and Nick Foles. And, yeah, yeah. And but, whoever um, that other guy was, 
I mean, I just saw a big big cat from Barstool. He was just tweeting. Um, would have probably rather seen uh, a Sam Darnold trade rather than the AD signing, but you know, <laughs> what are you gonna what are you gonna do at is, that point? Is big cat a Bears fan or something? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Speaking of big cat, you did see the uh, the new video drop from Dave Portnoy. So what? What's your initial take? <laughs> I just didn't understand the spitting in her face at the end part. I, I thought that I thought that was pretty wild too. <laughs> like everything this, else like I can get behind, but then like it wasn't even in there, her mouth. It was just literally like just like uh, fuck it was you. Honor. It's just yeah. <laughs> like it was like wild, oh wow, I can I understand I mean, why your company is built upon misogynism, man. You like really do not like women. Hey, <laughs> I mean, I will say he obviously looked very into it. She looked pretty into it. Yeah, too, no, so. it was definitely consensual. It was just a very <laughs> strange, like, like strange even case. for freaky people, like usually like go into the mouth, not like in are the you, hair. Are you are you a said uh, freak? No, like uh, I mean, like I'm not, I'm not. I'm not. Yeah, I'm not a missionary guy or whatever. Well, I mean, you know what I mean. Like I'm not like a just <laughs> stick to the scripture guy, but. <laughs> He also, they also were probably like really high on cocaine or something too. He looked. Why do you say that? Just how like, uh, like crazed he looked and like yeah, red. He looked. He looked pretty. I honestly was kind of intimidated by yeah. like the way he looked. He yeah. was like. But to be honest with you, I I think this is all like I don't know exactly oh, publicity how publicity stunt. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh I yeah. Think, this is like, all a game. Oh, it's. It's, I mean, it's somebody Dave's, was it's Dave's game, and we're all we're all yeah, just we're all just pawns. Well, I mean, somebody was like literally filming it. He like looked into the camera. No, the girl, girl was it was it, oh. it was a selfie. Wait, really? Was, How could she like even a, hold her arms up? She was about to get her like, neck snapped off. <laughs> I don't, I don't know. It was definitely no, it was definitely a selfie because like. That'd be friggin' weird if it was just someone else. In I thought it was like had... like the intern was in there with the. You think he has Frankie Borelli who does his pizza reviews? Just yeah. like, <laughs> getting in there with the cameras. Shot. <laughs> he love. He definitely loves it too. He he definitely oh, yeah. loved loves walking into the Barstool HQ this morning and like I saw Ryan Whitney was like chirping him a little bit and they were going back and forth like. You just know he like loves that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, so like, but like it affected him, right? Like, didn't he lose like a sponsorship or something? That because I tried to find the uh, video no. online, and all I found was like some some site dropped him or something. I don't know. No, no, no. So what that tweet? I know I actually was just talking about this with someone else, but what that was that tweet was referring to was um, Penn National Gaming. Oh, you know, okay, like yeah. they, they so they so they said. A pen, a pen is dropping. Is in the stock price had dipped oh. this morning, is and he people like a were majority shareholder or something. Uh, they acquired Barst. There, they own Pen owns. Oh, that's Barstow. the parent company. Okay. Yeah. So that so cool. that just happened, and people were speculating that the dip was because of a sex tape from a, like a small like the. Well, Barstool. how big is the dip? Uh, I actually don't. I don't know the numbers, but I mean, regardless, yeah. who cares? Yeah, uh, yeah, obviously. Anybody who trades knows not to look at the short term. Yeah. And any, and anyway, like it's like how pumping is, and dumping. Uh, if, if anything, if anything, it's something that we're talking about. It's some. It's a oh, reason yeah, to no, talk about Barstool right now. Good. So if anything, 
it's a po- it's all like for him for him the position he's in it's a positive. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I so. I'm like all like all all uh veils all all uh what do you call it? I don't know what the phrase is. Full disclosure. Yeah, there we go. I I'm not a huge Dave Portnoy fan at all. Like I'm not I'm a I'm a pretty big Dave Portnoy. Oh, really? Fan. Are you yeah. are you just a barstool fan or are you like just a part Portnoy guy? Because, like, there are people uh, who no, are a, still, but they're like, yeah, he's kind of, like, the douche of the whole thing. He's like, we're not a... No, I'm, I'm, I'm really into... I'm pretty into Barstool, and then I also am just a general fan of him, okay. personally. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. <sighs> I mean, well, okay, I mean... Okay, so is like, he married, though? Like, what's his deal? No. He's, he's just so a bachelor he's, dude? Yeah, I mean, he's, gotcha. he's like, a, he's a 40-year-old millionaire. Well, you, just, okay, you, I know why you, like... Barstool and him though you're like a New England guy, that's well. Uh, I don't know if that really like I yeah. Mean, come like, he's, on, I mean, like... he's a Bo- yeah he's a Bo- he's a Boston guy and I love I love I love Boston but um I mean yeah, that, like, I don't know how that not really just plays Boston, into it. But, like there's always like I don't know, like, like just like the the Long Island sort of like where is their headquarters? Uh, it's in New York City. Okay, so I mean you know that's your stopping grounds. That's like yeah, yeah. I, I mean I guess, but I mean, <laughs> I'm sure there's I'm sure there's plenty of companies that are central. I feel like the entire <laughs> New York American, City, like all not not sports, but like all the like American like sports. Uh, what do you call it? Like sports talk shows and like radio and video. All of that <laughs> is just like was like like it's just New England. Like do you know, do you know where ESPN's headquarters yeah, are? Bristol, in Connecticut. Bristol, Connecticut. Yeah. So you know, like I, I feel like it's just like it's just like New York City sports radio has just grown across the nation. You have like the the old guys angrily yelling about strikes, striking ball calls on on the radio with. <laughs> Frankie, like who, that uh, was outside, man! I swear to God, this yeah. fucking team, like, like that's. Just... You sound like uh, you know, Fre- Mike Francesa. Yeah. <laughs> You sound just like him. I used, I used to listen to him a good amount. <laughs> well, who's the guy that... So I listen to Lebetard's show, if you know what that is. I don't. Okay. Well, they have one guy who's from the New York area, but like the show's in Miami, but the guy from New York is like a Jets fan and a Knicks fan. Uh, so he's uh-huh. like... And he always... Uh, his biggest influencer was like Mad Dog Russo. Do I know something crazy? Sure. My, um, so my dad like runs a country club mm-hmm. and, uh, Mad Dog is like his treasurer. <laughs> what? Yeah. Wait, can we get Mad Dog Russo on the Chungus cast? What, what, that would be insane. I can't, I can't, I can't make any, um, I can't, I can't make any, I, I don't, I don't know him personally. My dad knows him really well, but I don't know him that well. That's amazing. Holy shit. Well, anyway. Small, small world. Yeah, I mean a lot, a lot, a lot of a lot of New York City. Yeah, like, that's yeah, a lot of people yeah. that work in New York City, like live in the city, like their twenties to early thirties, mm-hmm. and then they eventually move right, to right. like the Connecticut area. Right. Because I, I mean, I, like where I'm at, I'm only like probably an hour, hour and a half out from the city, like nice. by train. So what, what's the country club called? I don't, I don't want to disclose that. Oh, okay. All right, all right, all right. Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> all right, I'm gonna get you out of there. Out of respect, yeah. <laughs> maybe we'll play. Maybe we'll play there one day. Holy shit! Let's let's play with Mad Dog. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll ask him when he's free. <laughs>
And we're done. Uh, thank you all so much for listening to this entire episode. Um, let me know if you like the anthology format. We might we might switch to that a little sooner, or at least do, you know, that instead of the hour long episodes that can get a little dry towards the end. But yeah, anyway, you guys will not have a n- new episode for me in quite some time. I would suspect sometime around midsummer for my next episode. Um, to start off season three or late summer into August. But yeah, um, as always, anything you can tell me that will help me ch- make the podcast better is appreciated. Um, additionally, if you could please share this podcast with anybody, uh, go out, tell a friend to listen to the podcast, and let's grow the audience. And finally, uh, please rate, comment, share, subscribe, review, follow, all that good stuff. We need to boost these numbers. Go back and listen to the episodes you missed. And, you know, let's get every episode to 40 plays. I think we can do that. So I will be pushing for that until Season 3. As always, I had a great time this season. We're already at 22 episodes. Let's give it to my good friend, Paul. You heard him in this episode for his outro music. Here it is. Goodbye, everybody.